I love working with purpose-driven business owners who have like a mission, something that they're really passionate about, that you can really tell it is what they are on this planet to achieve. And what I do with them is I help them, essentially I'm helping them to love themselves and to really embody their self-worth. And as a result of that, that then creates magical results in their business. Like literally they don't necessarily need to change any strategy or do anything different, but just the mere shift in the way that they see themselves enables them to suddenly create amazing results and the, and the results that they were previously holding themselves back from are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them from the larger-than-life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen, the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell, from the doctor saving lives at your local hospital, to the war veteran down the street who risked his life for our freedom, to the police officers and the firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur, the creator, the producer. The ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what? I can fix that. I can help people. I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks on the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence. So you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. And welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews, and today I have the pleasure of having on the line Amy Teasdale. Amy, are you there? Yes. Hey. Awesome. Glad to have you here. Where are you, uh, where are you coming in from today? I'm calling in from a beautiful little island called Ibiza, which is just off the coast of Spain. So how big of an island are we talking? Is it like a one house kind of island, or you got like a whole city? <laughs> um no cities on the island they're just towns uh so you can drive from uh you could probably drive across the island in about 50 minutes it's probably the length of time it would take you to go from one side of the island to the other so not too big so do you have to go onto the mainland for anything or do they got all the major essentials like groceries and all that stuff yeah 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 we've got pretty much like most of the things that you need on the island um and then there's always amazon for everything else right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've, we've been to a few places in our travels where you had to take a ferry over to the island and then they, mm. they always got, talked about the you know the islanders versus the mainlanders and like having to take the ferry across to go you know if you gotta go mm. to the doctor or something you have to go into the mainland or whatnot mm. Um, yeah, we so. have all the basic, we have all the, the, you know, the essentials and pretty much everything you need. So you don't need to leave the island uh, for anything. That's cool. My, uh, um, for those of you who's been following along with my wife and I's travels as we go around doing this podcast, we are currently in South Carolina, um, enjoying the hot summer weather here. And we're staying at a friend's house for the uh, U.S. Independence Day. Um, so we were playing in the pool and shooting up fireworks over the, uh, over the weekend. That's when we're recording this is just over the July 4th holiday weekend and Tuesday, I think, or a couple days after that. Um, so let me do a quick introduction for you, Amy, and then we'll dive into your story. So um, we got your notes over here. It says, Amy Teasdale is a highly sought after mindset coach, speaker, author, and champion for love. Using her transformational 5D method, she enables purpose-driven business owners to get out of their own way of success, become the person they want to be, and create financial prosperity, freedom, and fulfillment, their soul desires. So what I want to do real quick, um, Amy, is start, why don't you start off with uh, what you're known for, right? Who is it that you help? What do you do for them? Mm. I love working with 
purpose-driven business owners who have like a mission, something that they're really passionate about, that you can really tell it is what they are on this planet to achieve. And what I do with them is I help them, essentially I'm helping them to love themselves and to really embody their self-worth. And as a result of that, that then creates magical results in their business. Like literally they don't necessarily need to change any strategy or do anything different, but just the mere shift in the way that they see themselves enables them to suddenly create amazing results and the the results that they were previously holding themselves back from. And why do you think just like, why, why do you think the way someone views themselves impacts their output? Mm, it, oh, it's so important. Um, you know, every, every, every action that we take is we take based on how we see ourselves. And, uh, you know, if somebody thinks that they are not good enough, then that's going to have a huge influence on the actions that they take. Uh, why they take the actions, how effective they are at taking those actions, for example. Um, And it just puts out a completely different resonance. Like, for example, uh, you know, I'm sure we've all come across salespeople who you can just tell that they are trying to sell you something and they don't really have any concern for about whether the product meets your needs, right? And they might not necessarily say those words, but you can just feel it, you can feel the difference versus somebody who genuinely cares about your needs and and really just wants to serve you and to make a difference to you. Those two people are obviously going to create hugely different results. And again, that is going to come down to how they see themselves and what is really important to them. Absolutely. I know like one of those things that fits into the self-sabotage world, especially for entrepreneurs is um, if they feel they don't deserve success, whether that's- 100% client count or the income that comes with it, um, that they'll make decisions subconsciously that'll keep them from getting where where they consciously want to be. Yeah, absolutely. And because they will, you know, if they hold those kind of, uh, limiting beliefs or doubts about their worth or who they are, then that's going to really impact, um, you know, their self-consciousness is going to get in the way. So for example, um, let's say somebody's posting content out on Instagram, for example, and then they don't get the engagement that they are looking for. And then they take that personally, right? They make that mean something about themselves. And so that's then going to impact how they show up if they continue to show up at all, right? And that's going to then obviously lead to the corresponding results. Whereas if that person knows that a lack of engagement or a lack of results doesn't mean anything about them, you know, then they can just be focused on serving people and making a difference to people. And that's really what leads to success. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what I want to talk about then is how you got into this line of work. We talk about it as your origin story. Every good comic book hero has an origin story. It's where um, they, well, you know, the thing that made them into the hero they are today. Um, you know, were you born a hero? Were you bit by a radioactive spider that made you want to get into, uh, into coaching and helping entrepreneurs? Or did you start a job and eventually you know, move over to become an entrepreneur? Mm. Well, I have always had an interest, like a, a, a passion for psychology and personal development, even since when I was a teenager. And I studied psychology at university. And after university, I moved to London. And got started on the very sort of typical corporate career path, right? Um, Because I didn't know any different. I thought that was the only thing that was available to me. That was just what everybody else was doing. So that's what I went and did as well. But after a little while, it started to occur to me that 
you know, there was a different way of living life. And I started to realize that I actually wanted to be my own boss. I wanted the freedom that came with being my own boss um, and working for myself and also doing something that I was actually passionate about as opposed to doing something that I thought I needed to do. Uh, and so, yeah, that's when I that's when I started to realize that actually I wanted to be an entrepreneur and work for myself. And so then I started to think about, well, what is it that I am good at? What is it that I'm interested in? What have I already started to build up skills and knowledge and experience in? And it was clear that it was personal development and personal transformation, because by that point, I'd already started to go through a lot of my own transformation, because prior to that point, I'd never even believed that I could start my own business right and and so that's why I'm now helping other entrepreneurs with their own beliefs because I used to be somebody that used to think I could never have my own business right so and yet here I am now so I knew that that was what I could help others with Um, so I started the business and that in itself has been a, a really amazing journey and that's that's how I came up against my own self-limiting beliefs and questioning my worth and questioning my ability to build a business and to be successful. Um, And I was held back because of that for a long time, not realizing that that was what was getting in my way and not realizing that that's why I was always struggling to be successful. And it was only when all of this started to become apparent to me and I started to realize that actually I didn't love myself deep down and I didn't believe that I was worthy of success that I then got to work on changing that, transforming that. And as soon as I did, everything that I'd just spent the last 10 years of my life striving for and trying to force to make happen just manifested almost like by magic. Well, it was by magic. And and so that's what I love helping people to do for themselves. So you said you started started in a corporate world and then moved over to doing your own business. Did you start in the coaching space or did you start in another space? In In my business or in the corporate? In the business, business. Um, yeah, I started in coaching directly. I knew that I wanted to be a coach. Um, It just ticked all of my boxes. So I I started, I I had a part-time job um, whilst I started the business part-time. And then eventually, once the business had got going enough, then I was able to leave my part-time job and transition full-time. So how how was how was that transition for you to go from being someone who who would you know went to school and studied and went to lived the corporate life and then you know had a boss and someone else to tell you what to do and like you know had your schedule set for you to becoming an entrepreneur where like everything's on your shoulders and mm. like if you don't do the right work you're the right way you don't get paid like how was that how was that transition <laughs> and how did you learn to manage that for people who are you know sort of in the same boat mm. looking at making that transition. Mm. Well, I think for me, it was it was a fairly natural step, actually, because I actually struggled more being in a corporate job where I was being told what to do. And I had like, uh, you know, there's a certain structure, and there's a certain framework. And I actually always felt more nervous in that kind of environment because I was always questioning like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing what's expected of me? Um, And I I I didn't enjoy that. So actually when I transitioned into being my own boss and to working for myself and actually all being on me, I was actually more motivated by that, right? Because when I was in a corporate setting and it's like, you know, you're getting paid the same amount, no matter how hard you work, then the mentality becomes, well, how can I do as as little as possible um, and still get away with it? But when you're actually working for yourself and you're self-employed and, you know, you know, there's no cap or limit on what you can earn, then all of a sudden my mindset became, oh, great. How can I, you know, achieve as much as possible here? How can I really go for this? So I actually found the transition fairly natural, really. 
Cool. So what I want to talk about then is your superpowers in your business, right? Every Mm. iconic hero has um, what I call a superpower, whether that's a fancy flying suit or, you know, a uh, ability to call down thunder from the sky or super strength. In the real world, heroes have what I call a zone of genius, right? Which Mm. is either a skill or a set of skills that you were born with or developed over time that really set you apart and allow you to help your clients slay their, you know, slay their villains, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, and kind of top of their own journeys. So the way I like to frame it for people is if you look at all the skills you've developed over your life and over your business career, you probably have a common thread that sort of ties all of them together. And that common mm-hmm. thread is where you find your superpower. What do you think your superpower is in your business? Yeah, my superpower is being able to see quite clearly what is in a person's blind spot and what exactly it is that is holding a person back from achieving the success that they desire. Um, I'm, I can just have a conversation with a person and get them talking a bit and I will very quickly um, be able to diagnose what exactly is getting in the way of success. And as a result of that, then I can help them to shift it. And I've had some clients that have created amazing results after just one conversation with me, like they've suddenly manifested like two new clients out of nowhere or uh, attracted some money out of nowhere. I've had clients that have, you know, bought in an extra six figures of revenue, um, I've had a client that just recently 10x his revenue in just like a very short space of time because I'm that's my superpower because I'm able to see very clearly what it is that's getting in their way and helping them to shift that. So I'm curious how how that works. Is that something that you that you developed or is that something that you were just sort of born with, that sort of ability to see those things? And and this might be a complicated question, but what does it look like to you to see something that someone else doesn't see? Mm. So I would say it's developed over time. And the reason why it's developed over time is because I have put in the time and the energy and the practice into looking deep within myself. And so because I am a very self-aware person, because I spend a lot of time looking inwards and looking at my own thoughts and looking at my own uh, own mindset and looking at my own blind spots and looking at my own beliefs. And I've gone very, very deep into my own mindset um, and to find my, what my sort of unconscious core beliefs were. And so because I've gone to that depth with myself, that is what enables me to have the, the vision to see what it is or to see the same with other people, right? So there's a there's a quote in the coaching world that's, that says you can only go as deep with the client as that you've been with yourself. And so because I've gone very deep with myself, I'm able to go very deep with my clients. And um, what does it look like? I guess what I am able to see is I'm just able to see how a person is constructing their reality and how I'm able to see what a person's beliefs are. And as I said, how they're constructing reality and how that reality, how how that belief system is then creating their external reality, right? Because another key principle of my coaching is that we are creators of our own reality and our beliefs 
become self-fulfilling prophecies. So if you hold a belief that you're not good enough or not worthy, then your external reality will mirror that back to you. Whereas if you shift the belief, if you believe that you are worthy, then again, the external reality will start to shift. And so that's what I'm able to see. I'm able to see how a person is constructing their internal reality, what their mindset is, what their beliefs are, and how that is then turning into the 3D reality. Interesting, because it, it reminds me of, uh, of my superpower is in the uh, in the um, systems space. Like I can see the mm. systems behind things. Mm. And so it, it allows me to do things like pick up skills really quickly, right? Because mm. I can watch someone draw, for instance. And even if they're not teaching, I can see the things they're doing and like see the mm. systems behind it. And, uh, you know, picking up the piano really quickly, I pick up skills quickly because I can see the systems behind stuff. Anyways, mm. it just sort of reminds me, it's like, if, because if you can see the system, like if you can see yeah. what's behind it, then yeah. you can, um, it was like, so one of the things I help clients with is I help them with building systems in their business. And yeah. so I can see like the decisions that they're making in their head on a subconscious level, right? Because it's stuff mm-hmm. that you've mastered. You don't make those decisions on a conscious basis, right? Because, mm. you know, that's, that's not how it's done. But a lot of times when they go to sit down and like, okay, how am I going to get someone else to do this for me so I can build a system out of it? is mm. they skip a lot of the stuff that is second nature um, because they don't see those decisions um, yeah. on the surface level. So yeah, yeah, but being able to see those really helps them. So anyways, it's it's, it's mm. similar sort of it is, way to look it. Is at it is very similar. Yeah, you're right. And actually like sometimes I use the analogy that our beliefs are kind of like software code. And so that's yeah. what I'm able to, that's what I'm able to read. I'm able to read the software code of human people, human uh, beings' minds and see how that is then manifesting itself into reality and then how we can shift or ch- or rewrite some of that code so that they can start to then get the results that they would love. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I want to talk about the flip side then, right? So if your superpower is the ability to see someone's software code, the flip side of the superpower, of course, is the fatal flaw, right? Mm. So like, you know, every Superman has his kryptonite and Wonder Woman can't remove her bracelets of victory without going mad. You probably have a flaw that's held you back in your business, something you've struggled with. Um, mm. For me, it was a couple of things, right? I struggled with perfectionism for a long time, which kept me from shipping product because I always make it a little bit better uh, and, you know, do a little bit different. And then the reality is I wasn't making anything because I was shipping to clients. So I was doing nothing. Um, mm. So there's nothing to perfect, right? Um, and, you know, one of the other ones I struggled with was lack of self-care, right? I didn't have good boundaries with my clients early on. And so I would work all the time and answer calls in you know, the middle of the night kind of thing. Um, mm. And so you know, that impacted my business, my ability to do great work for people. Um, yeah. So, but I think more important than what the flaw is, how have you worked to rectify it? How have you worked to overcome it so that you can continue to get results and grow? Um, and hopefully sharing will help our audience learn a little bit from you. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the reasons or one of the main reasons why people work with me is because I'm able to help them to see what they can't see for themselves. Uh, You know, that's what we call the blind spots. And the thing is, we all have blind spots. So I also have blind spots. You know, I also will have beliefs or ways of seeing things or ways of thinking about things, which I am not necessarily able to see for myself because we don't we don't see our beliefs. We just think that that's the way that the world is, right? It's a bit like, beliefs are a bit like wearing a pair of glasses. 
and then forgetting that you're wearing the glasses. Like I'm sure you've had that experience, like you've yeah, got your glasses yeah. on your face and you're like, where are my glasses? And then like a few minutes later, you're like, oh, I'm wearing them, right? Well, that's exactly what's, what our beliefs are. What's even worse is when you're holding your toddler on your hip. <laughs> you're like, where's the baby? You're like, oh wait, I'm holding her. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, you know, we don't see our own beliefs. And so um, I, that I also, I need somebody to do, for me, what I do for my clients, right? I need somebody who can show me my blind spots. Um, and uh, so the way that I get around that is by hiring coaches. You know, I coach other people and I will hire coaches to coach me so that they can show me what, uh, what uh, what's in my blind spots. And I will also spend uh, journaling as well, um, getting my thoughts out, getting my beliefs out so that I can start to identify maybe what some of my beliefs are meditation as well that will that will help um so yeah that's that's how I so so I have I have a question on the blind spots you see you hire coaches to help you see blind spots what's one of your most memorable like aha moments with a coach where they revealed a blind spot to you that sort of changed your trajectory oh well um there was one time that I had been struggling to make money for a little while and I kind of felt like I was on this sort of like desperate chase to try to make money, try to get the money in. And I couldn't understand why things weren't working. And I was kind of like just desperate to get some clients in um, just so I could feel that it was working and to get some kind of sense of relief. And, you know, I was constantly, constantly kept questioning, why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? And what she helped me to see was that I was just attached to the outcome, right? I was attached to the outcome. I thought that the, and the reason why it wasn't working for me was because I didn't feel as you said earlier like I didn't feel worthy I didn't feel like I was good enough yet because I hadn't made as much money as I had wanted to in my business and so I was using I was letting money determine how worthy I felt which is why I was desperate for the money to come in to try to give myself a sense of worth and validation and that was precisely the reason why it wasn't coming right when we when we get attached to an outcome Um, when we think that we need a certain thing to happen or to have a certain thing then it's a lot harder for us to attract it into our lives and so when I realized that and I was like wait a minute I've already proven myself I know I'm good enough I've already made money and been successful in my business as soon as I let that go within within less than a month afterwards I had a five-figure month like the money it was just like somebody opened the door and the clients came in basically (laughs) so that was a big breakthrough that's awesome so I want to talk then about your clients and talk about mm. uh, what I call the common enemy, right? So every superhero has their arch nemesis, right? It's a thing that they constantly have to fight against in their world. And in the world of business, uh, it takes on many forms, but generally speaking, we put it in the context of your clients and it's a mindset or it's a flaw that you constantly have to fight to overcome. So you can actually mm. get them the results that they're coming to you for. Right. And yeah. so if you, you know, if when someone hired you and you could just, you know, had a magic wand and bop each of your clients on the head and not have to fight that enemy anymore, what would you say your common enemy is with, with clients who hire you? Mm. So I would say it's not so much of a thing with the clients that do actually hire me because the clients that do hire me tend to have already gotten over this, but the clients that are 
thinking about working with me or that could really benefit most from working with me, the thing that holds them back the most, I would say, is overemphasis on what they need to do and not enough emphasis on who they need to be, i.e. what they need to believe. And so a lot of people that might be struggling to grow their businesses might be thinking or asking, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? How do I do this? Or if only I had a strategy, if I only had an action plan, right? If I just got these steps, these actions, then everything would be sorted and perfect and everything would work. And, um, and I'm certainly not denying that strategy and action is, isn't important. Like, of course it is. But what really matters the most is how a person is being and who they're being and, and what they believe. And so, for example, you know, you can have the perfect strategy, but it, like you said, if a person doesn't believe that they're worthy of success, then it's going to block all the results coming in. Right. Um, so that that's, uh, and actually I had somebody say to me the other day, um, he said, well, if I was looking for a coach to help me make money, I wouldn't hire you. I'd hire somebody that can help me with strategy and, um, you know, specific specific expertise in, in that. And then the very next day, I had one of my clients take his business from 100K a month to a million a month in about six weeks. And I was like, are you sure you wouldn't hire me to help you make money? <laughs> and it all just a shift in who he was being. You know, he didn't change his actions at all. It was just changing how he thought about himself. He let go of fear, let go of attachment. And that's when the magic happened. So my curiosity in that spot is um, on, I, I have a uh, mindset that I, I go through when I build, help clients build training courses. And I always tell them, it's like, it's, this is like the invisible bookends you put on your training. Um, and mm-hmm. I call it the B2 have, right? Mm. And so when you're teaching someone to do something, right, to mm-hmm. change something in their life, you have to start off with where they are and then go to where they want to be. And we always, I always coach my clients to talk about, um, you have to talk about who the client is, right? It's B, who they want to be, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. what they need to do um, or what they have to do now that they don't want to and what mm-hmm. they want to have, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a B, do, have, and it has to yeah. go in that order, right? Yes. If, if you if you just do, you won't have. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So you have to start with the B. So who, yeah. who am I going to be um, and or who is your client going to be? And yeah. then what are they going to do? And that's how you're going to get the results to have. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing with my clients as well. I'm helping them to get the being element in alignment and get them to be who they need to be. And then from that, the rest can follow. Yeah, yeah. it's really interesting too, because when you're talking about coaching um, you and like getting somewhere in your life, you have to have all three of those categories. You have to sort of know, because uh, if you don't really know what you want to have, it's really hard mm. to get there, right? Yeah. And if you don't really know what you need to do, <laughs> then it's really hard to get there. And but it, yeah. they, and they sort they all they all sort of build on each other. And um, you know that you hear a lot of coaches talk about you know you have to know your why and that kind of stuff. And that's really it's that's in the it's in it's it's knowing your why. I think is is like the the big category. You have to know who you want to be. <laughs> mm. You have to yeah. know what you want to do, and you have to know what you want to have. Like you have to have sort yeah. of all three of those things. Yeah, uh, totally. and I think people miss that a lot. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the flip side then of your common enemy is your driving mm-hmm. force, right? So if your common enemy is what you fight against, your mm-hmm. driving force is what you fight for, right? So just mm-hmm. like Spider-Man fights to save New York or Batman fights to save, you know, Gotham or Google fights to index and categorize all the world's information, 
I want to know what it is that you fight for in your business, your mission, so to speak. Yeah. My mission is really just to help people to love themselves. Like that, I know it sounds a bit corny, but like that's really what it is all about for me because, um, you know, there's, there's so much damage and destruction that is done in the world all just because people don't love themselves, right? And they judge themselves or they think they're not worthy um, and they're afraid of certain things. And it's just, and, you know, I, I often see people who, you know, in, in the context of relationships, for example, like two people who love each other, but because they don't love themselves, you know, it, that it causes problems in the relationship, for example. And I just feel that it's just so unnecessary. You know, if, if only we just all knew that we were worthy of love, then the world would just be a completely different and amazing place. And that's, that's my mission. Yeah, it's interesting because when you, um, when you really think about it, it's one of those things that everyone, uh, like you, you, it would change the world if everyone learned to love themselves. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't get into, uh, into religious stuff a lot on this podcast, but one of the things that I've always, um, I've always sort of believed is, uh, you know, if, if you go back to, I think it's the Sermon on the Mount in, uh, in scripture, um, someone asks, asks Christ, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And he says, um, to love the Lord your God and to love your neighbor the way that you love yourself. And mm. people um, forget that that's part of the commandment to love yourself. Yeah, uh, exactly. Is part of it. And they, they leave that part out. And they think, yeah. well, I have to love someone else and I have to love God. And then they forget that, like, you mm. know, part of the part of the requirement was to love yourself. That's, that's like the, <laughs> yes. the base of this basis of it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it, it is. It's the foundation. It's, it's actually hard to love other people. It's hard to love God if you don't love yourself. It's the foundation to everything. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to um to, to shift gears sort of uh, big time here and talk about some practical stuff. Right. And I call this the uh, hero's tool belt. Um, and just like every superhero has their, you know, awesome gadgets like batarangs and web slingers or, you know, magical hammers that they can fly with. I right? don't talk about top one or two tools you couldn't live without in your business. It could be anything from your notepad to your calendar to your marketing tools, something you actually use every day when you work with your clients, um, mm. something that you think is essential to getting your job done. Mm hmm. It has to be Zoom, <laughs> Zoom and Wi-Fi, right? Those are the two tools that I literally could not live without. I mean, my business has been fully online for um, a good few years now. Um, so like you, I've, I'm very fortunate enough to be able to work from anywhere that there is Wi-Fi. <laughs> if there's no <laughs> Wi-Fi, then I can't work. Um, and of course, uh, Zoom as well. Like what an amazing um tool that we have that I'm just able to connect with anyone from anywhere in the world and have a video call with them um you know it's if I didn't room. have those yeah exactly if I didn't have those two things then my business would be completely different completely different so yeah, so here's my question for you are you excited about Elon Musk's uh, Starlink which is the satellite internet grid that they're setting up that's you know coming out of beta sometime later this year they're supposed to have like global internet doesn't matter really matter where you go you can get one get wi-fi Ooh. oh i don't know how i feel about that actually because i quite like the fact that there are some parts that you can go to where <laughs> there is an internet right like sometimes you need to be able to disconnect and shut off i hope there's a way that you know i'm sure that hopefully there'll be some yeah, it'll probably it'll, it'll have to be a 
It'll have to be one of those, you know, swiped out airplane mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, Ooh, I it's, it's one of those, one of those things I know like there, I'm on the beta list for it because we travel in the RV and I use, I use a fancy commercial contraption that I can put like four different hotspot cards in. Um, mm-hmm. It's for like a tour bus. We use it here in the RV. And so I get connection most of the time. Uh, but mm-hmm. we still get to places where like, I can't work off to drive into town to get Starbucks. And I was like, if they could, if I could take off that satellite TV dome that we never use mm-hmm. on the top of our RV and put on one of the uh, Starlink's, you know, internet domes, which mm-hmm. doesn't exist yet, but they're, they have, they have it on their roadmap to have done for, mm-hmm. uh, for truckers and yachts and RVs, hopefully sometime before the next year or so. I'm like, that would solve all of my internet problems. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah. yeah. And the Zoom stuff is is crazy. I know you mentioned uh, you mentioned you've been doing this for a few years, so you've been working virtually since you know before it was cool, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yes. Right? Say yeah. with me, because yeah, we've been yeah. traveling for several years. So yeah. my curiosity for you is when everyone else started shifting virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, a, how did that impact your business? And B, how often have you been hit up by people who knew you were already virtual to sort of help them make that transition? <laughs> uh, I didn't really have anybody sort of reaching out. Um, for that um but um what was the first question i forgot the first question <laughs> <laughs> um, was what oh how was the transition yeah how was the transition how, for you to, with, transition? with everyone else well, going virtual did it impact your, well, actually, uh, your business yeah much? I, well I, I would say if it if it impacted at all then it would have helped it positively because it would have meant that more and more people are used to working online now because you know, there was a point when there was no other choice, right? So whereas before that, I think there was, it was still, um, whilst there were a lot of people that were used to doing meetings via Zoom and working with coaches online remotely, I think now it's become much more of the normal thing to do that. Whereas before there would have, you know, people would have still perhaps, there would have been a proportion of people that still wanted to meet face-to-face, for example, and wanted to meet in person, which I obviously don't do. And so, like I said, I think now what has happened is just that more people are open to doing it online and working with people yeah, online yeah. from anywhere. It's because nowadays they want your coaching, but they don't want your COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> that's where we're all at we know we want to meet online don't get close to me you gotta socially yeah. distance uh, yeah cracks me exactly. up <laughs> and now a quick word from our show's sponsor hey there fellow podcaster having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand creates fame and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard I know it feels that way because you've tried managing your show internally and realize how resource intensive it can be. You felt the pain of pouring eight to 10 hours of work into just getting one hour of content published and promoted all over the place. You see the drain on your resources, but you do it anyways because you know how powerful it is. Heck, you've probably even tried some of those automated solutions and ended up with stuff that makes your brand look cheesy and cheap. That's not helping grow your business. Don't give up though. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero 
show for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. And now back to the hero show. So I want to talk about um, some of your own personal heroes then. Right. So just mm-hmm. like, you know, every hero has their mentors. Frodo had, you know, Gandalf, Luke had Obi-Wan Kenobi, Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad, even Spider-Man had his uncle Ben. Who were mm-hmm. some of your heroes? Were they real life mentors, speakers, authors, maybe peers who were a couple of years ahead of you? And how mm-hmm. important were they to what you've accomplished so far in your business? Mm. So there's one particular person that really stands out for me and her name is Jodie and she is a peer. So we met when we did a graduate scheme just after finishing university. And I always remember that at the beginning of the graduate scheme, she said to me, oh, what are you going to do when the graduate scheme has finished? And I said, I don't know yet. I haven't really thought about what I want for my career. And I said, what about you? And she said, I want to start my own business. And I, was, and I just looked at her, you know, we were sort of like 21 at the time. And I just looked at her and I was like, what? I just couldn't understand how somebody so young, 21, um, just thought that she could go and start her own business. Because for me, for where I'm from and my background, starting your own business was just, it just wasn't something that you did. Certainly not at my age. And um, I can't, I just didn't really believe her. But sure enough, a year later, when the graduate scheme finished, she started her own business, which she turned into a very successful agency that she's now just recently sold. And she started other businesses as well alongside that. Um, she writes for Forbes. She's, she's an author also. Um, and so she was really key um, for me. She was one of my heroes because she was the person that opened my eyes up to the possibility of having my own business and working for myself because before meeting her, I just didn't even consider it as an option. Whereas she showed me that, you know, actually you can do this, right? It is available to you if that's what you want. So, yeah. And he showed you, he showed you the, uh, there, there were different set of rules. You didn't have to play by the, uh, yeah. play by the same set of rules that everyone else told you you had to play by. That's right. That's it. Yeah. Awesome. And so second sort of follow-up question, if you went to her today and said, hey, did you know I consider you a hero? Do you think she would say yes? Uh, yeah, I've told her. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I'm I sure ask that, that. Is, <laughs> is, is because most of the people in our lives that we like look up to and have an impact on our lives, they don't always know that we mm. consider them heroes. Mm. And what has struck me was um, one of my heroes actually um, said to me when I was younger, I was probably like 18 or 19 at the time. He said, if you, um, he's like, someday you're going to have kids and they're going to have heroes. And if you're not worthy, they won't pick you. Mm. <laughs> um, and I always remember thinking that it was a really, it was a really hardcore like thing at the time for me to think about that, that I needed to be the kind of person who was worthy of having influence and having respect yeah. and having those kind of things. And so it's always sort of in the back of my mind, uh, impacting sort of how I make decisions, how I present myself to the world, um, mm. knowing that whether I know it or not, there's people who are going to be looking up to me and acting based on my example, right? Mm. So like you getting into the business world because of someone else's example. And yeah. so I've always sort of conscious of that, that, uh, um, that example that I'm setting. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I want to talk then about your guiding principles, right? And one of the mm-hmm. things that makes heroes heroic 
um, is that they live by a code. For instance, uh, Batman never kills his enemies. He only ever puts them in Arkham Asylum. So as we wrap up the interview, I want to talk about top one, maybe two principles that you live your life by today. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe something you wish you knew when you first started out on your own hero's journey. Mm, okay. So the first thing that stands out for me is my guiding principle is love, right? So it first of all, loving myself um, is number one, but also doing things that I love as well. So one of my guiding principles for how I grow my business is I'm, I'm not willing to do things that I don't love and enjoy just for the sake of making money and attracting clients. Like I think a business, like you should, it should be fun. It should be enjoyable. Um, you know, I don't believe that there is one particular strategy that you must follow and you have to do that thing in order to be successful. I think the strategy that will work for you is the strategy that you enjoy doing and that you would enjoy doing it even if you didn't you know, make money from it basically, right? Because I think we all have our own way of expressing. We all have our own way of communicating to the world and sharing to the world our value. And so some people might enjoy doing that through Instagram posts, whereas some people might enjoy going to speak on stage, for example. And so it's really just about finding the the strategy that you would love. And that's going to be the strategy that is most successful for you. So um And uh, coming back to the first point is just loving yourself unconditionally. So, you know, even if you don't make clients or make any money one month, know that you're still worthy of of money and clients, right? Just uh, not being attached to the outcome and not needing a certain outcome in order for you to feel a certain way about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, And to, to, I want to talk a little bit about the the thing you said about finding the strategy that works for you. Right. And, um, what's, what's interesting is you mentioned earlier that you have to, you have to be your correct self before you can start figuring out the strategies. And one of the things that I've always found really fascinating with coaches is, um, if the coach doesn't understand that point and they just coach on strategy, a lot of times they coach on strategies that I worked for them or strategies that worked for other clients. And the problem with starting with the strategy is you haven't figured out what's actually going to energize the person, right? So for yes. someone, um, I got one of my one of my uh, good friends works in the real estate space, and he coaches clients all the time on how to generate leads. And one of his things he talks about is like, there's you know there's just 18 different ways in real estate that you can generate leads. And for one guy, right, if you're talking to the uh, you know the broker, he's like, and he coaches you, and he's like, hey, the way I built my business is I went door knocking, and I went and I knocked on 3,000 doors a week for every week until I became a millionaire, kind of thing. And you're like, that's great, but it energized him. It's something worked for him. And if it doesn't work for you, if it, if it terrifies you and it turns your, uh, um, mm. you know, it, it sucks, saps your energy. It's not something that you're going to be able to consistently do. Um, and there's lots of different things like strategies that you can try that will work if you can continually do them and you can be excited in the morning and get up. Hey, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to do this again. Yeah. Because yeah. part of the, uh, part of the success, like the, how you achieve success is just slogging through the hard mm. work. And so you have to have the strategy for the hard work that energizes you because if it saps you of your energy, of your joy, you're not going to do it. Yeah. hundred percent. It's so, so true. If you, if you don't enjoy the thing that you're going to do then, and then it doesn't work, then you're just going to give up. And that's going to be why you don't create the results that you want. Right. Whereas if you, if you enjoy door knocking, then you're going to 
knock on those doors, even if you get a no, right? It will be the passion and the enjoyment from it um, that you get that will have you keep going and persevering and, and keep showing up. Yeah, absolutely. So that's basically a wrap on interview, but I do have one more thing I do with all of my guests before um, we wrap it. And that's uh, a challenge that I call the hero's challenge. And mm. it's simple. I do this basically to get access to stories I might not otherwise find because not everyone is out looking to do podcast interviews, but lots of people have cool stories. So the question is this, do you have someone in your life or in your network that you think has a cool entrepreneurial story? Who are they? First names are fine. And why do you think they should come share their story on our show? First person that comes to mind for you. The first person that comes for mind, to mind for me is the hero, Jodie Cole. Uh, well, she's Jodie Cook now. Um, and the reason why I suggest her is because um, she's obviously been a very successful entrepreneur right from a very early age, multiple businesses. But she's also very passionate about what you're passionate about as well. So obviously your, um, your sort of message is about how entrepreneurs are always portrayed as the villain, for example. And so what Jodie's done is she's actually co- she's authored a series of books called Clever Tykes, which is really trying to shift this perspective of entrepreneurs being the bad guys and uh, it's for, for children and to help children to see entrepreneurs and making money as actually a really positive thing, a really good thing. So, you know, creating, creating she's created books that show entrepreneurs as being heroes instead of villains. That's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. What did you say the book series was called? It's called Clever Tykes. I might have to, I, cause I've got a bunch of clever tykes in my house. So I might have to pick up some of those books as <laughs> so we'll reach out after the, uh, after the show and see if we can get an introduction to Jody, maybe get her to say yes, come on the show. Uh, cool. but, uh, that doesn't always happen. Sometimes it does, but we uh, thank you for that. Uh, so in comic books, there's always the uh, crowd of people at the end who are cheering and clapping for the heroes acts of heroism. Our analogous to that um, is we want to find out where can people find you if they want your help. Right. Where can they light up the bat signal, so to speak, and say, hey, um, Amy, I need your help. And second part of that question is who are the right types of people to actually raise their hand and ask Mm. for help? Great question. So there are three main ways that a person can connect with me. So there's my website that will obviously tell you a lot more about what it is that I do um, and how I can work with people. So that's amyctzell.com. Then I'm also on Instagram. So my Instagram handle, I've just created a brand new one. It's amy.teasdale. And then I also have a podcast. So my podcast is called Next Level Success. Uh, It's on Spotify, iTunes, whichever podcast player app you use. And in the podcast, you actually get to listen to me coaching real life entrepreneurs. So you get to listen in on how I exactly help them to get out of their own way of success and create the magical results they would love. And so the, the ideal people that I work with are entrepreneurs. Maybe you're already established. Maybe you're aspiring to be one or in the process of becoming one. And you have a passion. You have a vision for your life and a vision for how you want your business to be. But you just get a sense that you're holding yourself back in some way. You're not quite creating the results that you would love. Um, Maybe you doubt yourself, procrastination, struggling with motivation, for example, self-sabotage. If you just get that sense that you're getting in your own way, then I am the woman that can help you and I can help you to get out of your own way pretty rapidly. So thank you so much for coming on, Amy. I really appreciate it. And if you're listening to this and you're in that spot where you're looking to Uh, maybe you think you're being held back by something you can't see, definitely take the time to reach out to Amy, pick up, listen to her podcast. 
uh, probably pick up a lot of cool stuff on that as well. We'll put the links to those down in the description for this show. Um, and Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Do you have any final words of wisdom for my audience before I hit this uh, stop record button? Yeah, just uh, my final words of wisdom would be to remember that the secret to success is self-love. That's my final words of wisdom. And thank you very much for having me on the show. Thank you for being here.